0: Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 7/10/2017. My name is Jan Johnson. I'm a board member of CASA, and with me is Alex Clark, the executive director of CASA. Good evening, Alex. What's new and exciting this week?
1: I'm uh, I'm sending you a picture of a, a pack of cigarettes from the United Arab Emirates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just just for kicks.
0: Just just for fun. You know, yeah, we... here's the thing. Oh my! <laughs> that's, pretty... <laughs> that's 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 gnarly. That yeah. is uh, that is pretty gnarly. <clears throat> the you know I guess that's
1: the uh, the the low blood circulation diabetes um, <sighs> gangrene kind of thing.
0: Right, but you know, maybe it's just I don't know. It looks like a bad. Uh, looks like a bad attempt at a walking dead hand
1: Mm, yeah with smoking uh, a smoking zombie
0: a smoking zombie well why not you know
1: which is which is consistent with the narrative that that nicotine (laughs) that we are all just slaves to nicotine (laughs) i guess so. so um
0: yeah no that is interesting looking stuff there um So today was the deadline for submitting comments. Actually, it's midnight tonight?
1: Yes, today is the deadline. Um, For those catching this on the replay, well, we're not broadcasting live. So um, (laughs) by the time you hear this, it will likely be past the deadline. Um, uh, The deadline is 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time this evening, July 10th. Right. Uh, and I do know that there are a few people out there still scrambling to get their comments in. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um but yes, kassa uh, submitted, uh, our comment, um, yeah. in, in no small part, thanks to Julie's, Julie Westner's efforts. Right. Um, uh, Julie, myself and Brian Carter, mm-hmm. um, also with an assist from Amelia Howard, um, we uh got our comment in uh and you know essentially uh for those who are unfamiliar with this issue um the fda has um promulgated a rule mm-hmm. um i believe that's the correct way to describe it <laughs> that would uh, and they and they th- this this rule was was put out there it was published in the federal register on january twenty third okay i believe twenty first right. or the twenty third um and uh, so this rule would restrict the level of. I'm gonna have to get this word in front of me. The short version of this is NNN. <laughs> okay. Um, the long version is N nitroso nor nicotine. Nitroso nor nicotine. Yeah. N nitroso nor nicotine. Oh. Um. <clears throat> N. It oh, yeah. would re- it would limit the levels of NNN uh, in smokeless tobacco products to one part per million, and <laughs> the FDA arrived at this number being appropriate um, based on some faulty math mm-hmm. that uh, that Brad Radu goes into. Uh, I believe uh, Carl Phillips kind of echoed the concern, yes. uh, and this is really I I, I've it's it's a math problem so I I feel like I need kind of the numbers in front of me in order to properly explain this but okay one of the things to keep in mind is that so this rule is about the the level of nnn in moist snuff okay uh, at, at its dry weight okay so uh if you look at it there, there's there's a couple of charts i believe well, I, don't, I don't know if oh. i have the most updated one out there but if you if you look at oh, charts i've
0: seen i've seen anything under anything that's not one will be essentially banned correct
1: correct correct and, and most, like, most, most 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 yeah. most smokeless products hmm. are over one part oh per million. Oh, yeah even even some s- snooze products i believe there mm-hmm. is probably a few snooze products that are below one part per million, but it's not many and certainly not, I don't believe any of the stuff that's on the market, any American moist snuff. So this would effectively take almost all smokeless tobacco products off the shelves. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's a couple of problems with this. Number one, um, any link between and, 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 and cancer is tenuous at best. Right. Um, it, it's there's not a very strong connection there um, okay. second the levels of NNN in uh-huh. smokeless tobacco are already very very low uh-huh. um, third <clears throat> this is not like a chemical that's added to a tobacco product this occurs naturally right. in, in the plant and the level at which it is present in a tobacco product <clears throat> depends a lot on how the tobacco leaf is cured. Okay. And not just from, not just you know between different um, curing processes, but the the, the weather <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while the tobacco was curing. So even within the same brand, the specific product. Lion you can have variations in nnn, NNN levels i'm getting sick okay. of saying nnn um, <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of there's a lot of factors here that make it nearly impossible for tobacco manufacturers tobacco growers um even to uh you know regulate the 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 level of nnn in their products Okay. Um, so, you know, at the, at its core, first of all, you have FDA doing some bad math to arrive at this number. Right. Second, this is something that is extremely difficult for growers and manufacturers to moderate on their own. Third, you have to do, the, you know, we have to do, look at this from a cost-benefit perspective and the one of the arguments that we make in mm-hmm. in our comment, which is an mm-hmm. echo of of a lot of other comments, is that any public health benefit that might come from this is likely to be minuscule, right uh, and would be uh, overshadowed by the fact that you've basically reduced access to a low risk tobacco product. Mm-hmm. And essentially, there there would be, you know there is a, a percentage of, of smokeless tobacco users, and I don't have that directly in front of me, but okay. <clears throat> we know that there are smokeless tobacco users who have switched to smokeless products as a means of getting away from combusted cigarettes. So you would pretend, you would be putting those people in a position where they're you know feeling pressured to go back to smoking, right. um, which that would negate any kind of any public health gain that you might imagine by taking these products off the market. So um, our comment is available uh, on our website posted earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we have a tracking number posted there as well. I'm not going to read that because that's a bunch of boring and confusing letters and numbers. Um, And another thing to keep in mind about this is that um, this is just a point that I I, I just want to reread and restate. Um, first of all, this, this rule, this particular rule rule was rushed at the very end of the Obama administration. Okay. Um, this, this is something that, you know, even if FDA really intended to get this out there, they should have waited and, and, and should have gone through the, um, you know, typically there's the advance notice of, um, proposed rulemaking process and PRM. PRM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this is what happened with the deeming regulation was that there was a, 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 an official notice given that the FDA intended to um, issue a rule. Um, This, this rule, however, just kind of popped up and there was no opportunity for the FDA to engage with stakeholders and maybe work out some of the finer points Mm -hmm. before publishing a rule that had some stupid math in it. (laughs) <laughs> um, which is something that could have been avoided and um, they yeah. didn't do it because they rushed to uh, to publish. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very important point that was made by Brian Foydick from the Reason Foundation was that within hours of the rule being published, mm-hmm. um, we saw a comment from the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American mm-hmm. Cancer Society Cancer a- Action Network, mm-hmm. American Heart Association, American Lung Association, Campaign mm-hmm. for Tobacco Free Kids and Truth Initiative. Right. So clearly, these groups were given some sort of advance notice about this mm-hmm. rule being published. Enough notice that they could um, comment quickly. Post their con- Yeah, post their comment very quickly. Um, meanwhile, uh, you know, industry experts and other public health advocates, uh, consumer advocates such as us, uh, were not given any kind of notice about this rule being published and. Um, there was an extension granted, uh, to this, to comment on this, which is ending today. Um, but, uh, but yeah, clearly, you know, this is, it's not too, it's, it's not too much of a stretch to say that this is the product of an agenda driven, um, agency uh, making rules based on ideology and, and really not. On science and yeah, not looking at the evidence and not considering the interests of of consumers. So yeah, um, yeah, lots wrong with the rule. And uh, I encourage everybody to keep an eye out for comments as they are posted. Um, okay. Not there is a bit of a delay. I think there might be there might be a two week delay in in comments getting actually. Okay posted on the site. You know, they have to review all this stuff. There's well over 5,000 comments on there right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe three or 400 of them came from CASA members, which is great. Wow. Um, So, yeah. Um, And, you know, while we're on the the smokeless tobacco comment, actually I have one more thing to update, but specifically here in the United States, um, I I will say, you know, it it is great um, that we haven't received a whole lot of um, angry responses to um, you know encouraging our members to participate in this comment, um, but uh, it, it it is still out there and and you know I have seen, we have gotten some very um, angry and kind of uh, you know you guys are off your nut kind of comments um, Uh in response to trying to encourage people to do this. And, and I would, I would strongly urge anybody, especially the vaping community to um, really, really consider, you know, and I, I, I I didn't send this back to somebody because I don't like being a smart ass in replies, but you know, this is part of, you know, this is part of undoing, decades of brainwashing mm-hmm. from the self-appointed guardians of public health and sure. the neo-Puritan movement in the United States <laughs> and around yeah. the world. Um, you know, this is not what we, what the public thinks they know about smokeless tobacco is based on uh, it's it's based on data that doesn't even, you know, address, it, it's not limited to just smokeless Moist right. products, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, the, one of the things that's very telling for me was, you know, Brad was is, is talking about, and Clive Bates has talked talked about this as well. Um, you know, the 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 cancer risk, the disease risk that that we think we understand about all smokeless tobacco products, uh, it, they you really only get that when you include dry nasal snuff. Okay. Um, which is in fact, you know, does in fact carry, you know, some, some pretty serious risks, right. But, you know, much like FDA referring to vapor products as a tobacco product, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the data that they're using looks at all different forms of smokeless tobacco and just throws them all into one big group and it skews the, the data on what the risk really is, okay. um, and so I, I would just encourage people to really, you know, take a deeper look at. Um, See, I
0: don't. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think it's just that. I mean, I I think they include some of the um, smokeless tobacco from other countries that has betel nut in it, okay. which is extremely caustic and really does cause a lot of oral cancer. I know. Um, Carl Phillips talked about that quite a while ago, um, and his, to his mind, smokeless tobacco with betel nut in it is not a true form of smokeless tobacco because it's adulterated. But FDA still uses the data from studies on that as well.
1: Of course, yeah, that's and that, yeah, some of the the smokeless products from India, um, you know, having having a, a, a person in from from Dubai this week. Um, you know, we got into a conversation about the various smokeless products in mm-hmm. India, and there's, you know, there's like half a dozen of them, and some of them contain slaked lime, yeah. Um, which I, I don't exactly know what that is, but it's not something you want to put in your mouth, no. Uh, and and it is, I it I believe can cause cancer. So yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, the only reason that these products are considered tobacco products is because they contain some tobacco, but there yes. is. Um, certainly other ingredients in there that have some very strong psychoactive effects from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, are, are actually very toxic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't understand why you would include that, that data. That's really going to skew it badly. You know, well, I mean? If you've
1: got an agenda, if you're, you know, if your mission is to um, get rid of tobacco using, <laughs> you know, you will pre- present the most frightening data, data out there, um, to, you know, scare people into not using, you know, what you think is probably a disgusting, immoral habit.
0: I guess so. It's a shame.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if we can really stress this strongly enough. That you know the same misinformation campaign that was used that is is and is currently being used to push smokeless tobacco use out uh, and 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 develop policy to make using smokeless tobacco more difficult. Um, that that same campaign is being used against vaping and has been for for several years. It's I mean, you just cut and paste you know slogans and and uh and and marketing materials over to vaping and and you've basically just got you know anti-smokeless tobacco part two right so um you know if if vapors think that that they are somehow insulated from these (laughs) attacks because there is no actual leaf tobacco present in in your e-liquid uh you are you are mistaken yes and so um Yeah, lots of lessons to be learned from the smokeless tobacco and and the smoking world as well. Um, So, yeah. Um, So that is smokeless tobacco in the United States. Uh, Before the weekend, um, we, uh, with a very, very heavy assist from, I'm going to mess up his name, Attican, uh, Attican Befritz. Okay. He is. um, uh, Oh, I know who you're talking
0: about. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, He is the the Swedish president of uh, uh, the New Nicotine Alliance. Yes. I've got that correct. Uh, And for those who are unfamiliar with the New Nicotine Alliance, um, they're sort of, I I guess you could say, they're sort of a, a, a CASA analog in 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 europe uh and they also have a, a branch in in australia they've really you know kind of really come online in full force over the past year or so right. um started by a few people in the uk right. um and uh, and have a, a a list of impressive names as part of their um uh, advisory board i believe right. or uh, associates i can't remember exactly how they word it everything's different in the uk right. um so uh but uh so the new nicotine alliance is uh, suing uh, Europe, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I apologize for messing this up, but it's you know obviously it's a different uh, part of the world, and I'm not totally familiar okay. with well, I mean, laws and courts and how that's well, I mean, worth. But
0: we we do have very here if if, if oh yeah need to, to explain some of that Very
1: Yeah, the new nicotine alliance. Yeah, started in the UK, has spread across Europe, uh, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and god knows where else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they've linked on to a court case about snus. Okay. The high court in the UK said, yeah, it's fine, we can add you to the case. Uh-huh. It's now been sent to the European court. Uh, so they're just waiting for their hearing. But yeah, the new nicotine alliance is going to be allowed to give evidence um, pro snus. To try and overturn the European-wide noose so
0: yeah. Wow, that would so, be excellent.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know we were contacted by Attican, and okay. um, and we uh, he asked us to submit a letter uh, as as part of uh, their campaign to urge. Um, it sounds like. Uh, Swedish. I need to post this on our site, but the uh, the, the Swedish government has evidence in their possession uh-huh. that uh, they have not updated uh, regarding uh, the the benefits of, of of snus, and and it okay. you know it's it the, 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 it's called the Swedish experience is that you have a, a very large number of smokers switching to Swedish snus in order to quit smoking, uh, and of course you know Sweden has the lowest rates of Lung cancer, oral esophageal cancer, stomach cancer, pancreatic cancer, heart mm-hmm. disease, like all the all of the That's... diseases attributed to smoking are the lowest in Sweden compared to the rest of Europe. The rest of right. Europe has banned the sale of snus. Mm-hmm. Um, however, oh. you know ironically, it is my understanding that you can get American moist snuff. <laughs> I don't know if um. I'm correct in that.
0: I, yeah, I don't know how truthful that is because the reason that they banned it. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Christopher Snowden, but um, he wrote what um, a history of, of moral panics. That's not what the book is called, but um, it was all about uh, what pleasure, panic, and prohibition since the 1800s. And um, one of the chapters in his book, is the history of how and why snus was banned by the european union and hmm. it's because uh, we had an american smokeless tobacco company we had skull basically go over there and start making um smokeless mm-hmm. and they wound up banning pretty much all of it so i don't know if you actually can get american smokeless over there i, I think you can order it from like northern um over there very i'm not really sure <laughs>
1: Yeah, can nor- you get the left? northerner. Yeah, you can get um, yeah. American snooze products, yeah. although I tend we to can. buy the Swedish ones. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, I think most people that understand the <clears throat> difference would probably choose that. But um, yeah, it's a very interesting chapter in that book. So.
1: Yeah. So um, we and and again, I I, I want to say that uh, you know Attican. Basically provided us with a, a great basis for for writing a letter, I, and you know, we practically just had to edit some things. So, nice. um, a, a very uh, big and sincere hat tip for him for to him for 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 helping us put this comment um, and then submit it to the European. I guess it's to the European Court of Justice. Um, the I'll post this up, but it's, it's an open letter to the government of Sweden regarding the case in the European Court of Justice, C one five one forward slash seventeen on lifting the EU ban on snus. Okay. And I emailed this to over a dozen people, and I believe they're all listed here at the front of it. But uh, yeah, attention to the Swedish government, <laughs> Swedish Parliament. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so uh, a bunch of people got this letter, and it is essentially urging them to update their um, their information okay. that they are, I believe, providing to the European Court of Justice. Okay. Um, and the deadline was Thursday or Friday. So okay. well, we got it in just under the wire. Um, but uh, this will be something that we'll post up soon. Okay. So, uh, again, that, that court case is ongoing and, um, very interested to see that happen. And, you know, I saw, um, I, I, am not, I'm not, you know, we're not in the business of giving plugs for products, but I, I do think that there's some value in mentioning this. Um, uh, there's a gentleman that we met at snooze uh, I'm, why don't I remember his last name, Binked. um, And uh, he is the inventor of sting-free snooze, and this is okay. not a this is not a specific product, but it's uh, it, it's a it's a kind of a modification to the snooze pouch okay. that you know on one side there is essentially a membrane that that prevents it from from stinging your gums. Okay, uh, and and he developed this in response to um, I believe his wife. Saying that you know she, she, you know she'd like to use snus instead of smoking, but you know the sting is just not appealing to her, right? And so you know, and I, I believe you know Sweden, you know as much as Sweden has has shown that people are successfully transitioning to smokeless tobacco to quit right. smoking, um, that is primarily among men. Men, uh, women are not are not switching at a at a very fast and fast rate. Um, right. Fast enough. Um, and so he has developed this, um, I, I want to say, invention uh, right. to make snus more appealing to women smokers, um, which, uh, again, not a product endorsement, but I feel a very Im- important harm reduction development.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so Bink stopped into a tobacconist in right. Norway uh, recently and had a video up on Facebook about it. And okay. I, I just, I get jealous every time I see one of these snooze coolers. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing. The prices were not, I mean, it's cheaper for me to buy snooze online. Um, but uh, it was still just impressive to see a, a snooze cooler. I, I would love to be able to walk into, you know, a tobacco shop and just pick out a couple tins of snooze rather than having to pay place, you know, a hundred dollar order with yes. <laughs> something oh, that I... last me for several months. Yeah. Um, well, I but, understand. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a good video and, and, and I, hopefully I, I, you know, we haven't, uh, developed, but I have talked to Binked about, you know, his presentation at snuscon and I, I do, I do just want to, you know, at least mention it, that, that, you know, this, he has developed this, um, kind of, it's almost sort of, a, it's, it's an innovation in, in harm reduction and, uh. Sting-free snooze. Look for it. I know that he's been contacted by several manufacturers to incorporate this into their product. Um, awesome. And so uh, he's very hopeful that this will be something that you will see in, in Swedish snooze in the near future. That would be uh, and, great. and, you know, I'll work with uh, Brian Carter to try to uh, get a post up about it, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel that's a pretty significant development. So, um, yeah. And now Amazing. I can tell Bink that I I talked about it and and gave him a bit <laughs> of a plug because it is it is a very important thing and and I yeah and I, um, I, yeah, I mean
0: no I mean it, it is an important thing and most women don't like snooze I don't have a problem with it um, but a lot of women really don't and I, I know I've even heard women say you know I'm looking forward to that uh, some of the some of the women in the harm reduction community who actually liked snooze but didn't like the the stinging on the gums saying, you know, that they felt that they needed to try it when the sting-free snooze came out. So yeah. I hope it comes out soon. You know, yeah. the more people that switch to a, a smokeless alternative, the better.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I
0: think it helps with that. It's awesome.
1: Agreed. Um, so... We spent the entire time talking about smokeless tobacco, which has just really never happened before. <laughs>
0: well, it needed to. It needed yeah. to. It's, it's it, def- it, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, several several big things, um, uh, you know that uh, that have have culminated this weekend in in the smokeless tobacco sphere, and, uh, and so it's it's good. We've kind of got a, a push push there. Um, Moving right along, um, let's see. Next week, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do our update on Friday, so we'll we'll mention this again. But next week, I will be in Washington, D.C., myself and Julie Wessner at the VTA Vape and the FDA conference. Um, That is on the 18th and 19th. Uh, the 18th is the actual conference, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe they were just, they just announced today that uh, okay. Senator um, Ron Johnson is confirmed as the keynote speaker in the morning nice. on the 18th. Um, nice. I know that they have invited Scott Gottlieb. No confirmation okay. as to whether or not he's coming, <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> that would be that would be great. And they you know, conference these conferences are you know for this we you know policymakers should be showing up at this right. um event and uh it looks like um looks like dr Sa- is sally Sattel doctor but she's sally Sattel, she's awesome i um, think
0: she's sally satel
1: sally Sattel uh of the american enterprise institute uh also uh we she's on Casa's board of advisors mm-hmm. uh, has been covering, uh, tobacco, tobacco harm reduction for years now. Right. Uh, and is a, a very, uh, credible and, uh,
0: um, she's very well educated on on the subject.
1: Yes. She has a, a very uh, well-informed perspective on all of this. Uh, she will be presenting at the conference, um, and, uh, Julie Westner and I will be, uh, presenting along with, um, I believe it's Jake Butcher, um, okay. the state affairs manager for VTA. Okay. Um, and we're going to be talking about, uh, engaging at the local level. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's in kind of a breakout session. So, okay. <clears throat> um, really looking forward to that. July 18th is a Congress, is the, the conference. And then the 19th is sort of a lobby day. Um, okay. So uh, uh, there's
0: this is gonna be videotaped, correct? Uh,
1: I'm not really sure. I'm sure okay. that there will be some portions of it, but again, this is being put on by Vta and they you okay. know that they they charge to to come to these things. so okay. um, I'm not uh, not sure how exclusive the content will be. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah i'll I'll you know at the very least I'll be able to share things like it was great
0: <laughs> or <laughs> or you know you know
1: whatever um but uh yeah it it should be uh, I'm really looking forward to it so and I'll talk about that again on Friday um <clears throat> the other thing last but certainly not least right. um Minnesota is blowing up and uh mm-hmm. I included this on our on our newsletter uh mm-hmm. if you're not signed up to get our newsletter um go for it uh I put it out once a month at least that's <laughs> the target um <clears throat> and uh included in this uh skip Murray who is uh active in uh, Minnesota has been following uh, this kind of explosion of tobacco 21 ordinances oh. um but they're they're sort of morphing and one of them is Detroit Lakes uh Detroit Lakes is having their I believe city council hearing tomorrow, July 11th, Tuesday. Um, and there, what was once just a T 21 bill now includes a clean indoor air act, um, right. or it, it, it amends the indoor smoking ban in in Detroit lakes. Um, and these are, these are small towns. Uh, Minneapolis is the big town. Um, I don't know about Mankato. I know I've seen that there's a North Mankato, so it must be a relatively big place. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is kind of the same pattern that we see in California and Massachusetts, in that you know the anti-smoking, anti-nicotine activists get out and get in front of multiple city councils, and these ordinances just flare up, sure. and you know the, the people who are engaged on the tobacco harm reduction side of things. Are few and far between. So, you know, from what I understand, from what I've been seeing on Facebook, there are there are two women who are are really just working their their butts off on this, uh, and and trying to make it to these hearings. They are providing materials to people, um, and I, I mean, I'm even sort of behind them. You know, we we're, we're doing what we do at the national level normally. So I, I haven't given this as much attention as I would like to, but um, that's what I'm going to be working on tonight is trying to put out some alerts about, um, Minnesota. Yeah. So just to go through the list, um, July 11th, Detroit lakes, that's T 21 and, uh, an indoor vaping ban. July 11th is St. Louis park. Um, this is tobacco 21. This is the second reading and likely final vote. Okay. Um, there is a flavor ban included in this, uh,
0: um,
1: gosh. And uh, the, the note here is that there are no vapor or tobacco shops in st. Louis Park. so I guess you just got to go to the next city over. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, not no confirmation on the flavor ban, but uh, certainly tobacco 21 for that one. Minneapolis uh, has a flavor ban to include menthol and mint flavors okay. um, but those, Flavored products will be allowed in specialty tobacco and vapor shops. Um, Still, you know, whatever. It's still creeping prohibition. Um, uh, July 24th also is Mankato uh, Tobacco 21. And this one uh, goes the extra mile and criminalizes possession. um, Oh, that's
0: always helpful.
1: Yep, because. Fantastic. uh, uh, Yep. (laughs) minnesota police need more excuses to pull over black and brown people um (laughs) so uh yeah that's wonderful uh and then uh, this one also vape ban which includes vapor shops there's no exemption (sighs) new jersey rules Mm. um and that is a 6 p.m public hearing and possibly a vote uh july 24th again Mm. north mankato um Mm. It's T21, indoor vape ban. No exclusion for vapor shops. And this is a public hearing. Uh, July 27th, Pipestone County. Amendments to the Clean Indoor Air Act. Um, I have not reviewed that or seen that ordinance, so I don't know if there's an exemption in there, but it doesn't matter because forcing business owners to enact an unjust policy um, is unjust. Um, September 5th. Wow, we're we're getting ahead. I guess everybody takes August off, right? Yeah. Um, September. Too 4th, hot. Robbinsdale too too hot to make law. Um, <laughs> Robbinsdale uh, looks like a meeting with stakeholders, um, and they will be discussing tobacco twenty one minimum cigar prices and uh, potentially limiting flavored products sold at oh. adult only stores. God. Uh, and then on September 26th, they will have a public hearing on those topics. And then there's this long list of other places where we have a bunch of question marks. And okay. um, because the no date for a hearing has been set, okay. um, I will just instead of, well, let's just go through the list. Uh, okay. Alexandria, Clean and Indoor Air Act. That has already had a first meeting. Itasca County. Clean Indoor Air Act, um, Parham, Tobacco Twenty One, Bloomington, Bloomington Tobacco Twenty One, Duluth Tobacco Twenty One, Wilkin County Tobacco Twenty One, Clay County Tobacco Twenty One, Becker County Tobacco Twenty One, Ottertail County Tobacco Twenty One, and there you have it. Great. <laughs>
0: they're, they're <laughs> certainly being thorough
1: <laughs> yeah i don't expect you to have transcribed all of that and put that in the notes because yeah. i'm going to give you a link to a spreadsheet that i have with all of this minnesota information on here and okay. i also included this in our newsletter oh,
0: nice. so
1: um anybody who gets the newsletter can see that little section there okay. you go Thank um you. and i'll be updating that tonight and hopefully uh i will have an opportunity to put together some engagements and, and okay. I, I don't know it, it, our our system is limited by the, the size of of cities and, and counties by population so right. um some of these folks may not show up um but uh we'll certainly try to get the get the alerts out to minnesota <sighs>
0: boy they're uh, they're just uh boy the aunties are out in full force aren't they
1: yeah, I mean, and I guess this is sort of part of the overall strategy, right? You, you work in the Bay Area, which is, you know, known for uh, quote-unquote innovative tobacco control policy. Um, and then, you know, so you've got the West Coast, you've got the middle of the country in Minnesota, and then you've got Massachusetts. Um, so you've pretty much, you know, kind of planted your seeds in various parts across the country. And um, I guess you're sort of hoping that it spreads from there like a horrible disease.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mentioned Christopher Snowden and and I, I really should put in a plug um, for at least both of his books about moral panics. Um, and I'll list them <laughs> in the show notes, but, um, uh, velvet glove, iron fist. I don't know if you've read that Alex, but it really is. It really is a, a, must read for people who want to understand the history of the, the prohibitionist movement, um, about tobacco, because it used to be about tobacco then it became about alcohol. And now it's kind of back to tobacco. But, um, a lot of these people were of a mindset of, if we can stop drinking, we can stop smoking, All right? They kind of went mm-hmm. together hand in hand, the, the prohibitionist movement. Um, you even see that with like the Robert Wood Johnson's Foundation, which you're probably familiar with living in New Jersey.
1: Oh yeah, I see their billboards.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're very much into anti-smoking and anti-drinking, and they put a lot of money behind that, but um, the, those seeds have been around forever, and it's kind of fascinating to see where that mindset comes from, so I highly recommend that mm-hmm. particular book for anybody who's interested, who hasn't read it. Great book, um, and and very germane to what we're talking about with smokeless tobacco and vaping and, and all that sort of thing, It all it's all the same mindset, the same sort of people. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. To add to that, I have, I have two books, in my reading list to kind of get through. Um, the other one is, is not specific to tobacco, but it's called chasing the scream.
0: <gasps> I and loved that. Oh my God. It was so good.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't read it fully, but uh, it is a very interesting um, historical view of the war on drugs. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, I highly recommend that to, to anyone. And um, of course, I, I, I make no apologies about referring to tobacco control as a new front on the war on drugs, especially, oh, when, you have, especially when you have people who are proposing ordinances that criminalize possession. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and this was another hot topic that was, was brought up uh, in New York City about um, criminalizing smoking in cars when a minor is present. Right. Um, you know, this is, uh, even, even police officers don't like these laws because it sort of pressures them to, um, to make more stops and you right. don't, you don't need to give cops any more reasons to pull people over.
0: <laughs> no. Um,
1: so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, chasing, chasing, the the, chasing the screen by Johan Hari is about the best book I've ever read. I I've never cried so much um like wow. it was a good it was a good cleansing cry but um you know I <laughs> well no I you know and I think I've talked about this before I mean I lost my brother to heroin.
1: Hmm.
0: So you know I have an intimate sort of understanding of of where Hari is coming from talking about the way we treat people who do drugs. Yeah. So Um, Great stuff. And what I was going to say is I thought I saw that the World Health Organization recommended decriminalization of all drugs recently. And I'm like, of course, everything but nicotine and tobacco. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? Um, So, And I saw that Oregon was actually going to start decriminalizing possession of of things like um, heroin, cocaine, spice, all that sort of thing so you know, these...
1: I, go ahead the, well the interesting thing is once you decriminalize the the other stuff you won't have to worry about spies <laughs>
0: well yeah i know but i just thought it was very interesting yeah, yeah i mean it's amazing how we've come so far as a society that even the world health organization is saying okay we really should stop prosecuting people for using drugs and yet we're going full force after tobacco, and I thought I saw an interesting video of Ethan Nadelman, um, uh, Dick Puddlecoat linked it in his blog, and I only saw a bit of it, but he he really, really um, beats the tobacco control people down for what they're doing to people who choose to use tobacco. It's it's a pretty interesting um, opening statement I think he gave at um, uh, my brain's shot. But he gave it at um, that. Thank you. That the uh, global forum on nicotine
1: in Mm -hmm. Europe.
0: So, I mean, I think that's an interesting watch as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to look that. Link it in the show notes so I can. I will.
0: uh, Yeah, I I will. So Um, I'll see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ethan Nadelman uh, actually blogged about. Uh, e-cigarettes and 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 the vaping community getting involved with uh, you know the, the, and the, drug war movement, um, mm-hmm. the end the drug war movement the end the drug war movement several years ago and uh, and so yeah that's uh, um, I maybe, don't
0: remember yeah
1: yeah you know, we potentially have some allies there and it's yeah. very very important to keep those develop those channels and keep them open
0: yeah so yeah. the other
1: the other, the other, the other, other book I have um, mm-hmm. is, and I'm, uh, it's called "You're More Powerful Than You Know" by okay. Eric Liu. Um, this came uh, recommended to me by Cynthia Cabrera, okay. um, actually, and this is all about citizen involvement in in government, and um, and this is this is what you know we're going part of what we're going to be talking about in in D.C. next week is, um, you know, providing resources to consumers to get engaged and, um, you know, vape shop owners have uh, a very unique opportunity to engage with their customers and uh, encourage them to, at the very least, pay attention to local and state policy movements that will threaten their access to these products. And, you know, it's very easy to get uh sort of fixated on what's happening at the federal level obviously if if nothing changes with federal regulations you know everything becomes a lot more difficult um but uh, states and municipalities as you know for example in Minnesota and California uh, mm-hmm. are free to set stricter rules about the sales of tobacco and vapor products uh, and and can be, um, damaging at a much faster pace. So, um, it it is really important. Uh, you know, we're sort of past it's, it's, it's better late than never really for people to get fired up and organized at the local level. But, um, you know, this is something that we really need to, to focus on. So, um, I, I, I strongly recommend this book, um, for people, uh, again, you are more powerful than, you know, by Eric Liu and, um, you know, some, some very um, practical advice and perspective about citizen engagement and what it means to be a citizen. Um, I, I've just started reading it, so I can't give you the play-by-play, but uh, okay. I, I can tell you that it's it's very good. And there's some educational materials available online. Um, I believe it's Citizen Citizen University. Okay. Um, there's a there's a, a like an iTunes or the what is it the iTunes U. Okay. Uh, there's a, a course available on there as well. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Excellent. Totally recommend checking that out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for this Monday? I believe so. Okay. Then I will see you Friday. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I will see you in four days. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Toronto.
1: I'm in, I'm in Montreal. Montreal. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I knew you were in Canada. I'm in Canada. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Tell your lovely wife uh, we said hi.
1: I will. And,
0: and we will see you Friday. Cool. You can get CASA updates at CASA.org. Um, there is an RSS feed under podcasts. Um, they come in reverse descending order. <laughs> you can get Kassa updates by going to SoundCloud and searching CASA Media. You can get CASA updates by going to the Apple iTunes podcast store and searching Kassa Media. Um, you can import them to your favorite podcast app. And they will let you know whenever a podcast update comes out. So you will always know the very latest about what CASA is doing. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. See you Friday.